Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Hello, hello, and welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. On today's episode, I sit down with Brandy Ledford. You may recognize her from a hit TV show, Oh, Baywatch Anyone? That's her. Brandy is so amazing and inspiring. So let's get into her story. A quick reminder that September is Recovery Month. And in honor of Recovery Month, I'm giving away a free coaching session with me. So head on over to a sobergirlsguide.com and enter your chance to win. All right, Brandy, so awesome to talk to you. Hello, thank you so much for asking me to be part of this. Of course, thanks for being on. So Brandy, can you tell everyone a little bit about your story, about who you are, what you're doing, what's going on with Brandy? So I am sober. I've been sober for a little over six years this time. Uh, awesome. I've been an actress my whole life. Um, and I worked a lot as an actress and I modeled a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I sort of, I started using like the first time I ever did drugs, I was 11. I was smoking pot with some friends. And then I was 14 mm-hmm. when I was, um, introduced to cocaine, which I loved. <laughs> it's so bad. Wow. 14. Yeah. Um, oh, just a little baby. It was, I was, you know, now that I think of it, but of course, when you're 14, you think you're an adult. You know, I was, of course, I was, think you're 30. I was so sure that I had it all together that, um, it was at prom and a senior had asked me to prom and I was a freshman and mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool and they were doing cocaine. So I had to do it. Um, and then I loved it. So I never stopped. Um, and then I just was drinking and partying all through high school and through, um, the beginning of my twenties, um, Mm -hmm. and still doing drugs. And then I stopped, I got pregnant with my now older son and I decided to stop. Mm -hmm. Um, and I stopped cocaine. I was 25 and I stopped cocaine completely. Um, Mm -hmm. but when I, I also stopped drinking when I got pregnant, but shortly after I gave birth, um, I, I went really, really cold Turkey. And so I did a little bit of AA. I sort of completed like step three by, and by that, I mean, like I read the book, but I never did any of the writing. I, never really, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I believe in God. This is good. Yeah. I'm fine. And then step four, right I on. just blamed my <laughs> husband for everything and the girl he was cheating on me with. And I just went like, this is all them. And my only part is marrying the stupid guy. I mean, and right. I should say, because you might be listening to this now, we're really good friends. And I just, God bless him. He is <laughs> the son of my older fa- child. And I mean, the father of my older child. Mm-hmm. And I 
I adore him and respect him completely now. But, um, you know, back then everything was everyone else's fault until I saw my part in it, which I never got through the rest of the steps. So I just sort of white knuckled it and I was working. I was acting nonstop. I never, I was doing a TV series and I had to get a break to do a movie in between the show. Like I was always working. And so wow. I stopped drinking, but um, I went to a handful of meetings and then I just sort of made work. And then we of course got divorced. So then I made other guys like my drug of choice. So I made work and men and always mm. the worst men, <laughs> my drug of choice. And I focused. Ooh, what, what's your type of, oh, what's your my- poison for men? <laughs> oh my god any crew member that was really hot and had no money and was oh my god. really can i swear on this podcast or is that bad of course oh my god. yes let her rip the more fucked up the better <laughs> oh my god and i mean they were hot and they were fucked up and had no money yeah. and i could be like their sugar mama i was so it was horrible i mean i look at it now i mean there was this one wait i shouldn't talk you about like them, to be the sugar mama i you like to be the sugar mama i just i didn't know if I liked it, but I definitely met men that I loved who were like, they weren't men, they were boys. We were all just so young, but it was, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, they like were crew members and I was the actress and I would fall in love with them. And Yeah. The hierarchy, oh like you're God. the queen. It basically. Was so <laughs> One of them lives in Vancouver though. So I should be careful, but he was super sweet. He brought me a Christmas tree one year and I, he had me, that was it. He went down. He was like, Aww. he was so sweet. He came to my door with a Christmas tree, and I was like, yep. But meanwhile, he's a total alcoholic <laughs> and just lazy and gross. But anyway, God bless him, too. I made okay. men and um, and work my drug. I just focused on that completely. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I was an untreated alcoholic at that time, and I had 12 years of not drinking. But I was a mess. I was making oh. really bad decisions, uh, really, really one bad decision after another and eventually I relapsed and it was a really 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 dark place and bad time in my life um mm-hmm. my relapse I started what was going on I started right where I left off I couldn't get drunk mm-hmm. I mean I, I remember one night I was I had drank two what yeah I remember one night I drank two bottles of champagne I had also got addicted to pain pills and mm-hmm. I was loaded but I wasn't feeling drunk do you know what I mean like I knew I wasn't in my right mind but I I kept trying to drink I kept going why am I not getting drunk I'm drinking so much and it was just gross um I was remarried um by then and um I had hurt my husband really bad I just made really bad decisions um I couldn't make good decisions when I was in my relapse and actually not even in my relapse when I was dry and didn't have a program didn't have a higher power didn't have sanity restored in my life I made the worst decisions of my life actually at that point in my life I made the worst decisions even without like any substances you were just yes yes so the two worst decisions I ever made in my life I was stone cold sober and the first one um had to do with a family situation and the second Mm -hmm. worst decision I ever made in my life when I was stone cold sober was picking up picking up another drink and 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 drink drugging so yeah when i hit rock bottom in my relapse um i was suicidal i had called um someone a girl that i didn't like and i was blaming her for all my trouble so i had all these ben- built up resentment and um, mm-hmm. going on and really just now i look back at just untreated alcoholism and it's just not being 
um, not turning my will on my life over to God. So making all these decisions based on self and selfishness and what I wasn't getting. And, you know, that saying where you're um, um, afraid that you're not going to get everything you want. Um, Oh, I forget the saying. Okay. (laughs) I was just just, self-will run riot. And I I didn't Mm -hmm. care who I hurt. And I just, I ended up in the hospital and uh, I had really, 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 there there was a possible 5150 hold. Do you know what that means when you're mm-hmm. on psychiatric? Yes, I absolutely do. Yeah. Do you want to explain what a 5150 is? Well, I believe a 5150 is a psychiatric hold. So when they think you're nuts <laughs> <laughs> or you're a harm to yourself <laughs> or others, yes. I was really, really, really. I mean, everyone's insane. nuts. Everyone's but... <laughs> nuts. Okay. So yeah, I'm still nuts, but I was, yeah. I was um, psychotic. So the night the ambulance came to my house because I had commit, I had threatened to um, kill myself. Um, they came for a welfare check, and there were eight of them: police officers and ambulance uh, paramedics. Wow! And, and firemen. I don't really remember much of that night. I remember in and out. I remember being exceptionally belligerent um, and kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. And they had to actually handcuff me to the gurney when they put me into the ambulance to take me to the hospital. Oh wow! You were spunky. I was spicy. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yeah, 5150 is when they when they hold you so that you won't be a harm to yourself or others basically, but they also can recommend um psychiatric care at that point. Well, they didn't mm. for me because um they put me um under lorazepam while I was in the hospital to calm me down and it worked and so if you're, I believe if you're able to be medically treated, you don't need to be in a psychiatric hospital, mm. but I did need to go to rehab, but I didn't want to go to rehab. I wanted to go back to Vancouver. Um, my son oh, cool. in Vancouver and I just kept saying, no, 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 I'm fine. You have to picture me. I was all dressed up too from whatever, right. wherever I was that night. And so I'm in the hospital, it's two in the morning and I have two needles, one in each arm full of lorazepam. Holy That's how much shit. it took. And I'm telling everyone who now is surrounding my bed, my best friend, my mother, my brother-in-law, everyone is surrounding my bed. And and I'm going, no, 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 I'm fine. Oh. I'm fine. Um, yeah, like just joking. <laughs> so crazy. I'm like, I'm good. I don't need to go to rehab. Yeah. I'm going to Vancouver. I have a plane ticket. I'm leaving tomorrow. And they're like, yeah, no, you need help. And I go, so I'll go to Vancouver for a week. Well, I love Vancouver. And the first time that I, that I spoke about where I got mm-hmm. sort of sober I was going to the Avalon women's group up there um, in West Vancouver and oh, the one cool. in Hairsdale, and I loved that place. So whenever I go back to Vancouver, yeah. which is often, I visit Avalon and, and do meetings there. Nice. Anyway, so my best friend looked at me, and I'll never forget the way Lauren looked at me, just like she was shaking, and the, her voice, she just said, you got to get help. And it was the first time I was, I just went, oh my God, yeah. she cares about me, and I have to get my life together. And so I did not go on a plane to Vancouver that morning when I came out of the hospital. I went straight to uh, rehab and I spent three months in rehab and I learned how to, um, I really learned how to release the shame that I grew up with. And I really learned how to work the steps really diligently and really truthfully and completely honestly and with a lot of care and respect um that was the biggest blessing I also learned how to reparent myself and um and how to be a better parent 
And so my, um, my, some of my family members came to rehab for family program and we got to talk and hash out a lot of stuff. And I got to really make amends and I continue to this day after six years to, to make amends, yeah. living amends to all the people that hurt. I've been able to forgive all the people that have hurt me. I've been able to release the shame of. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. Of me feeling I wasn't good enough. So my whole life, I never felt like right. I was part of anything. And I never felt like I was good enough. I never felt like I was enough. Um, and I was able to let go of that. It's still a mm. work. It's still a progress. Oh, for sure. I, I battle with it. Um, I still, I still have a really hard time, but I work at it and I, and I try to do esteemable things to rebuild my self-esteem. And I'm kind of in a place now where I'm more about giving back. Mm. So I don't know if I'm ever going to act again. Um, I take, I'll look at a script and I'll say, oh yeah, that looks like fun. And I'll audition for it if I really think it's worth Mm. my time and energy. But my main focus right now is turning my will over to God. I have God Mm. first in my life, for sure. My higher power. I work the step. I have a sponsor and sponsees. Um, I'm pretty committed to my program and to the Mm. meetings that I attend. I do a lot of self-care. I have a new child. Well, he's five now, but oh wow, um, had a baby after rehab, um, and that was a miracle. I had tried for years to get pregnant. Um, I was yeah. older, and so and it didn't work. And I went through IVF, and I had um, I suffered really, really tragic miscarriages. Oh my Aww. god, I didn't think I was going to talk about that. It's okay. <clears throat> well, the miscarriages were part of my relapse. Okay, um, and the IVF, I had to 
shoot myself up with a lot of hormones and I didn't realize that it was making me crazy. Oh God, girl, hormones are a blessing. I mean, PMS and a makes me curse. crazy, but I know, it's a curse. I know. I know. And most women don't get it. These hormones. They don't get that hormones can really fuck your mind up. I know. It fucks you up. I know. It's crazy. Every single month. I had a um, a really, really dear angel friend in my life once who used to mark on the calendar when my periods were. Just <laughs> so that be like, okay, this is when she's really, really hormonal. Um, this is when shit's hitting yeah, the fan. My, this is when it's going to get real. Yeah. So, but imagine on IVF. Oh. My hormones were um, like pure, it's like PMS on steroids. And so I, um, I was nuts. And this was prior to my relapse and during my relapse. And I, um, and I miscarried um, three times. And so when I got out of rehab, I got pregnant naturally with my husband and I stayed together. We made our, we were repairing our marriage. It's still in repair, but so I had this miracle baby, you know, from having sex, which is kind of amazing. I was 44. That's awesome. Um, I know. So I got a really big second chance at life and at, um, and in sobriety, it was, it was the biggest gift of my sobriety was repairing my relationship with my older mm-hmm. son and, um, and getting to be the mom to this special, sweet little five-year-old boy. And it's, it's because of the work. It's because of the higher powers, because of people in the program who share and are open and are, and my friends who stood by me when I was in my darkest pit. Yeah. I lied to them. I was really terrible to my friends and they stood by me. They knew I was sick. They learned about this disease, which was kind of cool. You mm-hmm. know, not regular people don't know what this does to Right. Someone. They just think you're um, an asshole and they peace out. And that's, yeah. 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 Or they go, oh, she's a drunk or she's drunk again. Right. Oh, I found some people who could be fun drinking buddies. Mm. And I used to drink and party with them and, and they're still out there doing their thing. So I had to distance myself from them as a measure of oh, self-care for sure. and now I just try to get back I'm doing this really amazing thing next month in New York I get to go be part of the NCAAD I don't know how to say it but it's the facing addiction um there's a gala and I want to try to find out how I can get involved in the opioid crisis because mm-hmm. for me and countless other people pain pills were a huge trigger and a huge catapult to me drinking again right. in fact I, I say now, but I didn't know it at the time that I had relapsed on pain pills. It was just, I was in emotional pain, mostly from my own doing, but I was in all this emotional drama yeah. and pain and things weren't going my way. And I had some pain pills left over from some surgery I had six months prior. And I said to, my, I said to myself, I'm in pain. I need to take pain pills. Oh. <laughs> and I did it that day. I'll never forget. I'll never forget where I was. I was and then I went, Oh, these are good. These help. And then I got more and I then I ended up with a dealer. <gasps> you should see me driving. Oh my to lord. Like, dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was really well, because you can't only doctor shop so much and the pharmacy stuff. Yeah. So Yeah, I've oh, never been just, like a prescription pain pill. I mean, I, I like Mozanic from time to time, but yeah. I don't I just never got the pain pill. Like what is it like a high? Like what you are so lucky. What does it feel like? I don't even want to glorify okay. it. I don't it, well, it just feels like vomit now. Right. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, you get really high. And of course they stop working too. Right. So you need more. And there's a thing on the bottle that says alcohol will increase these effects. So we all go, Shay, mm-hmm. it's too on. <laughs> You're not supposed to drink alcohol with pain pills, but I of course did right. every day and it became an obsession. It was terrible. I couldn't go anywhere without pills. And people didn't know I was drinking. So wow. I hid my drinking. My family didn't know. My husband didn't know. I would hide it. 
And so any time where I couldn't drink around people, I would make sure I had lots of pain pills to keep me away from myself, I guess, you know, to numb me out, to make me not feel what I was feeling, right. which was shame and regret and pain and annoyance. So anything I felt, even the good things, when I felt good things, I wanted to feel more of it. That's why cocaine totally. worked for me. I like love to keep feeling high. Oh my God. I love cocaine. So pain pills did that too. They give you this. I loved cocaine. You felt like you were at the top of the world (laughs) (laughs) until you fell down. No, but also until you fell down and then it's the grossest thing ever. So, yeah, no, I don't miss any of it in the way of I would want to do it again. But I do feel like you're lucky you don't have a pain pill addiction because for me, when I'm in pain now, which I still get my period, Mm -hmm. so I'm still in pain every month. I still hurt my knee. I still hurt my neck. I had a neck injury last year that well, it threw me in the hospital. So I have this pain all the time. So I'm like, God, I wish I could take pain pills. Right. And I, I will if I had, so I had surgery and I had to take pain pills. And I was very careful that people knew I was on them and they monitored them. So because I am really, really addicted to pain pills in a really scary right. way. So I had to be careful. And so I was very responsible about it. But, um, but I, I, I think that whatever is causing pain pill addiction lately is, is worse than it was a long... I'll tell you a story. Oh, I'll tell you a story. I'm never okay. telling anybody. When I was filming uh, <laughs> the movie Rat Race, I was doing this little physical scene with a tug of war with a rope. And I hurt my back really badly. This was in the period of time that I was dry and not okay. drinking. So I hurt my back and I had to continue doing a scene and the doctor, the people on set brought a doctor to set. We were on location and the doctor came and I told him I hurt my back and I can't move and I got to do the scene. And he gave me 90 pills. Ooh. He gave me 30 Percocet, 30 Soma and 30 uh, Xanax. Damn. And he didn't ask if I, I know, he didn't ask if I had a problem with drugs. He didn't ask me if I was alcoholic. Right. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria LG Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. So I took the Percocet and I was able to finish my job. And I had all these pills in a bag with me. And I flew back home from location. And I never, I never took those pills again. I never wanted it. And in that time, I had gone through a divorce from my first son's father. I had gone through some setbacks professionally. And I didn't think, oh, I got to take those pain pills. Right. 
So 10 years later, when I'm having emotional breakdown because something's not going my way or I don't feel good about myself, I realize I have pain pills and I start taking them and abusing them. And I just get completely addicted to them from the first time I took them. Wow. So I, I don't know what it is, what they're doing to pain pills these days, if they're doing what the tobacco companies did and making them more addictive. I don't know if it sounds crazy, but I feel like they're just so crazy addictive nowadays. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think they were back in the day. But it's interesting that you chose, find out. It, it's interesting why you chose to take them though. When everything kind of like externally was kind oh. of falling apart, so to say, around you, you didn't feel the need to take them. But because you in your own mind weren't right and you kind of almost wanted to escape yourself mm-hmm. is when you decided to mm-hmm. take the pills. That's a good Does that point. Sound- yeah. I can see why. Yeah, that sounds um, logical I, for... Uh, an addict. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's people just, who don't have. It's a, interesting why we we decide to yeah why we decide to do certain things. You know, some one thing would trigger someone to do something, and then the other thing would be like, oh, that doesn't seem so bad. But it's all the way people view it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you mentioned self care practices. What does that look like today for you? Oh, I'll tell you exactly for what it looks <laughs> like today. I just got back from my bar. Ooh, <laughs> my workout. Yeah. Uh, dance class i'm gonna get um, my hair done today. nice where do you um, go to bar i pray and i meditate so bar method studio in okay Brentwood. cool but well first i should say i start my day with prayer so i wake up every morning and do our lord's prayer serenity prayer step three prayer and the step seven prayer okay. and then i read my bible i read my big book uh pages 86 through 88 and i make sure i do that before my children and my i say children i mean my husband <laughs> of course and my child but <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I i wake up before they wake up so that i can have an hour to myself in the morning that's so important oh. to me if i don't get it i'm a nightmare totally i just like that's the thing i have to and then i meditate and i'll do four minutes if that's all i have i try to do 21 mm-hmm. minutes but I, um, I'll do a silent contemplative meditation that just is connecting to nothing. Really, just I mean, connecting mm-hmm. to God, but just having uh, some inner peace. Um, so that's really important. Um, I make sure I take time for that and working out um, and little just superficial things, getting my nails done, but making sure I have the time to do yeah. that. And so then setting boundaries. Mm. To me, I had to learn it. I'm still learning it. I'm really um, new at it, but. Setting boundaries is a really strong form of self-care. Yes. And I try to do that because it stops the resentments that lead to me justifying drinking and using drugs. Totally. So that's a huge part of my self-care. Um, and speaking up for myself and being direct and asking for what I want or need mm. and not being afraid to feel that the other person might think less of me. Yes. And to think know that they're responsible for their feelings. That's a big one for me. Oof. So I say, yes. if I ask you something, and if you ask, for, if I need to say no, I'm not responsible for how you feel about that. I'm sorry. Yeah. But you know, but, but other than me saying yes, and then resenting it. I mean, this is so layered, it goes on and on. But yeah, I um, know. Setting boundaries is yeah, so hard, form of, but it yes. needs to be done, just like you said, for it's those resentments. Really, so you don't have that internal yeah. like, oh, God, like I knew I shouldn't have done this because uh, yes. uh, it's like the worst yes. feeling. And also it's the worst, but also it's, um, it sets yourself up to be a victim. Yes. Right. So I spent a lot of my life in self-pity so that I would be a victim and then I would be a martyr and all the crap that we do just to feel love. Yeah. So 
I made a really, really strong desire, uh, intention to stay open, keep my heart open. There was a point in my life where I would have shut down and been that ice jaded per, you know, the kind of people that you meet and they don't mm-hmm. open up and they don't want to share and they are just cynical. I, I could have been that. And I, I just, I make a choice, which is also mm-hmm. self care to stay open and to stay humble and grateful and, lo- and loving and understanding. At the same time, being strong and direct. I used to carry it. It was a facade mm-hmm. before. I used to just be that, but it wasn't that. I, I used to act like it, but I wasn't Yeah, I used that. to be, just be that character. Now I actually walk. Yeah, yeah exactly. Even the way <laughs> See, I you're walk. such a good actress. You don't know how to turn off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That that same friend who used to mark my periods in his calendar would laugh at me for the way I walked in and talk about the confidence, you know, the facade of Brandy Ledford. <laughs> now it's not. Now I'm real. Now I'm I'm fine. If I'm not look perfect today, if I don't act perfect, if I made a mistake, like I make mistakes. And my son, my little five year old, he's like, "Mommy, why did you make a mistake?" I'm like, "Because people make mistakes." Right. This is how it is. Because I'm a human. I, I can't. Yeah, but I I couldn't have said that in the past. I would have beat myself up for every little thing I did wrong, and that led to a really horrible um, drinking pattern as well. I'm so hard on myself that when I was in rehab, my recovery manager forbid me to put myself on my step four. He says, you blame yourself for everything as it is. Wow. Do not blame yourself for this. Yeah. Wow. For anything, you know, you, you get, you don't get to accept your part in everything. Yeah. You got to do it later. You can find your part, but you're not which is selfishness though, right? Like that's all about me. That makes it I mean, all yeah. About I, yeah. Me. So instead, right? Yeah, you gotta remove yourself. And you get to be the victim. Exactly. So those are some of the self care practices that I do. Okay. Do you go to meetings every week? Three times a week. Oh, three times a week. Okay, good. You're really punching that mm-hmm. card. Yeah. I was doing two mm-hmm. after rehab. So after rehab I went to an outpatient clinic and then I went to ninety meetings in ninety days. And then I thought too with my schedule because I'd had a newborn and I was traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought two was going to be okay, and then life got really great, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, I better up it to three. <laughs> um, and life got really busy. You know, what I, I love and how you say. Really I love how you and say I, life got really great. <laughs> so I just upped it to three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Most people would happy, be like, uh, and then I did one. Is a trigger too? Yes. No. Yeah. Well, I know the trap, though. I know that trap. Oh, my God. You're so funny. I love that. I love that. Most <laughs> most people wouldn't admit that. They'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm fine. Yeah, no, I can just do like one or two meetings a week now. No break deal. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I up mm-hmm. to three. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. Um, I'm going to ask you one more question. What advice would you give to someone listening to this podcast right now? either thinking about getting sober or, you know, in the midst of being sober, what inspiration or motivation would you have for that? Oh my gosh. Find a higher power. Mm. Turn your will in your life over to a higher power and trust that the source of all life, which I like to call God, will help you no matter what. And that whatever you're going through right now, no amount of alcohol or drugs is going to make it better. In fact, I can guarantee it will only make it worse. And if you stay sober and if you don't drink or use no matter what, things will get better in time. Um, 
and you just have to trust that that's true. They might not change. Things might stay the same, but they Mm -hmm. will get worse if you drink on these drugs. I know that for sure. Totally. I love that. That's amazing. Great, great piece of advice. Thank you so much. Well, Brandy, thank you so much for your amazing stories (laughs) and your amazing honesty. (laughs) You are so funny. Someone asked me, someone asked me if I'm all now, if I'm all original or natural, like meaning if I've ever had plastic surgery, I suppose. Uh And I said, oh, no, no, I'm not original, but I am definitely authentic. I said, what did I I, I say? Um, What I lack in originality, I make up for in authenticity. Oh, I love that. And my story is not original. Everybody else has, every alcoholic I know who's been sober and every Christian I know who has a testimony, we're all unique, but it's not so original. You drink, you get sober, you have a story. Um, but I'm definitely authentic. So I've, I've learned to do that. I've learned to be honest. I've just learned to be honest. What can I say? That's self-care too, right? Yes, that is major self-care. Honesty is definitely the best policy. <laughs> That's so um, simple and so true. And yeah. Keep it simple, sweetheart. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for talking to me today. You are so welcome. And thank you again for asking me. I felt so honored and happy that you asked me to be part of it. Of course. I love your podcast. Thank you. How awesome is Brandy? She is truly authentic and we love her for it. Thank you, Brandy, for being so open and honest and real. As always, Thank you so much for listening. Couldn't do this without your love and support. Please make sure to comment, rate, subscribe, and let me know how you like the podcast. I love hearing feedback from you guys. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can check out the blog at asobergirlsguide.com, on Instagram and Facebook at asobergirlsguide. Have a great day.